this spectacular letter of 1 John, sometimes referred to as the love letter, as opposed to St. Paul's love chapter of 1 Corinthians 13, St. John the Apostle is addressing the early signs of 2nd century Gnosticism and Docetism that would compromise, seek to compromise the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ, that God truly took on flesh in Christ. God was walking around teaching. He was loving. He was bleeding. He was saving and rising. He was recognizable. He was and is Jesus Christ. When you saw Jesus, you saw God. Jesus said to Philip, Have I been with you so long, and still you do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? God really wants us to know him. We have been given Jesus. We now know him. Thanks be to God. But in addition to the doctrinal concern, there is in 1 John also an ethical concern. If one belongs to God, if one has God as the Heavenly Father, then Jesus is still walking around, living, breathing, loving, doing, sacrificing, in and and through his children, the children of God. All who are baptized into Jesus' name and confess his saving name are the children of God. They live new lives. The faith cannot be confined to an idea that runs through the mind. It is seen. It is known. It is recognizable. People could touch Jesus back then. And today, new lives touch others so that Jesus is still known. Thanks be to God. There was and is a real God-man, the Theanthropos. And there are real live Christians, sinners, most assuredly, but people who no longer serve sin nor abide in it. Both Christ and Christians, the one who showed us the Father and those who belong to the Father, are real. These are undeniable. This is the way it is. But let's face it. Both are hard to grasp. Both are hard to see, right? People saw Jesus. Yes, many witnessed the signs of his power, his great miracles, And many heard his sublime teaching, which drew people unto himself. Yet, people also saw his limitation. They saw humanity. He cried. He showed weakness. On the cross, he died. We know the truth. Jesus is Lord. But our minds mess with us. God was hidden in Jesus. The skeptics baited him to come down from the cross to prove that he was truly the Son of God. The same kind of situation is true for you and for me who confess Jesus. St. Paul pulls no punches in describing who and what you are. 1 John 2.28 Children who abide in Christ and who do not shrink from Christ when he comes again in glory. 2.29 One who knows Christ is righteous and as a result you practice righteousness and have been born of him. 3.1 the children of God. Three, two, God's children who will be like Christ when he appears. Three, three, one who hopes in him and therefore is purified as Christ is pure. Three, four, one who does not make a practice 
of sinning. Three, five, one who knows that Christ came to take away your sin. Three, six, one who abides in Jesus and who does not keep on sinning. That is to say, sin is not your master. You don't serve it. You don't abide in it. Three, seven, one who knows you are called to practice righteousness. Three, eight, one who knows that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. But like eyes and minds were limited in seeing Jesus, eyes and minds, even our own, are limited in seeing ourselves. It is not just that Christ was hidden or that the church is hidden. You are hidden, even from yourself. You think you know yourself. God knows you better. Does the following sound a little familiar? Just look at me. Some kind of Christian I am. I struggle. I doubt. I am inconsistent. I fluctuate always. I sin. And I've done that thing more than once. More than twice. If I am a child of God, then I am a scarred one. A weak one. And I prefer the way John spoke in his first chapter over and above his second and third chapters. I would rather stick to just confessing my sin daily. Because when I want to do good, I don't. When I don't want to sin, I do. Thus, frankly, I much prefer the first chapter of John. I must confess that sin daily. And I must hear, as I do, that God is faithful and just and forgives me my sins and cleanses me, cleanses me from all unrighteousness. This I need because this I do. I sin. I do it all the time. And this is precisely where 1 John gets challenging. And remember Jesus. He was weak and he was not. He was God and he was man. He died. He died. And he conquered death. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And Hallelujah! Christ is risen. Both and, not just one. This is your paradigm. This is like you. You're a sinner and you sin every day, and you don't abide in sin. Sin is not your master. So you fight it, you confess it, and you fight it. You see your sin, you turn away from it. Both and, not just one. This is the life of the child of God. We don't kid ourselves. We don't go along with the world's stupid version of Christianity. People who say they're Christian but have no care about showing Jesus, but given to sin. St. Paul compliments St. John. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Romans 6.2. Luther had something to say about all of this as well. We are all sinners. And now and then we fall into sin. But if a true Christian falls, he soon comes back turns about, and fights against sin, lest it burst forth into a stumbling block for his neighbor. Unquote. You, however, are in Christ, who always didn't look like God. And you are a Christian, who doesn't always look like one of those either. But you are. As one baptized, and this is the significance of baptism, you confess Jesus. As one who rejoices in 1 John 1, who forgives you as you confess your daily sin. 
and you have more from God. By grace through faith, you are also a child of God. You have the Holy Spirit. Yes, you sin. Yeah, you do. But you hate it, and you confess it, and you fight it. You would not excuse it, and by, and by God's grace, you would expel it. The righteousness of Christ, now yours passively, comes out in your life actively. Sometimes people could not see God in Christ. Sometimes people could not see the Christian in you. But God was in Christ, and you are in Christ. Christ is risen, and habitual practice of sin isn't you anymore. As if you fear, and when you fear that you do habitually sin. And just get back to 1 John 1, confess it and start anew. I am living for Christ, not for sin. This is the life of the child of God. This is your life. Because God has wiped away your sin, so you see, even if that sin wanted to, it cannot define you. Not you. Because you are a child of God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until he comes again in glory. Amen.